It's all about you. started john lee dumas how are you sir jay i am here loving your energy loving your vibe brother i am prepared to ignite that's awesome been hearing so many awesome things about your podcast your name's all over the world you're doing so many phenomenal things i love the title on fire and the new book john can you tell us a little bit about the new book and any questions you got for me uh we can kind of vibe here love to be able to uh i'm loving this space we get a chance to share together let's just vibe brother you know i love adding value i love just having just natural organic conversation so i'm excited for all of those things just real quick though you you, you asked about the book i mean this is a culmination jay of 3,000 interviews i've done over the past decade with the world's most successful entrepreneurs and I sat down after 10 years of having these amazing conversations and I said, what are the commonalities that the Les Browns have, that Tim Ferriss, the Gary Vaynerchuk's, the, the top entrepreneurs of the world? What are the commonalities that successful entrepreneurs share? And I came up with 17 core foundational principles that make up the commonalities that every single successful entrepreneur possesses. And being a military guy, I was an army officer for eight years. I said, you know what? There's a roadmap here. There's a step-by-step -step roadmap. I, I want to put it in this chronological order. So I sat down. I put the 17 steps in chronological order. I saw that it was a 17-chapter book staring me back in the face. And brother, over eight months, 480 hours, I wrote 71,000 words. Did you say 480 hours? 480 hours it took me to write this book. It was 71,000 words, 273 pages, and it is the common path to uncommon success. It is a 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. What inspired that book, John, by the way? My audience inspired the book because honestly, Jay, and you get this, I know as well, people see the success that you've achieved and they have questions for you because success does leave clues. And I get emails by the tens, the hundreds, the thousands every day, week, and month. And I can't answer every question. I would love to, but I can't. There's no time in the world. So I said, it's time to just write the, the definitive answer. And it's in this book. And now I can just gift this book to everybody who has the question on how to achieve financial freedom and fulfillment, on how to achieve their version of uncommon success. And it feels great. You know, the, the, my favorite chapter of the book, I've been able, I was blessed enough to be able to get a preview of it. And uh, my favorite chapter is about the mentor. Oh, yeah. You know, that, I mean, because I think so many times we hear about uh, the mentor. You know, I played professional baseball for six and a half years and had a lot of phenomenal coaches. As a matter of fact, Bruce Bochy, which won three uh, World Series with the San Francisco Giants. Oh. He was my coach coming up through the minor leagues with the San Diego Padres. We won two minor league championships, and then most of the team went to the major leagues the next year. And those influences, when you look back on it, it just makes the difference. And I, I think that so many times people take – 
the word coaching or mentoring for granted. I mean, and for, for me, it's everything. You know, my parents were crazy when I was growing up. My parents got divorced like so many parents. And so for me, having those coaches, it went a long way to keeping me in line. I mean, who's been your favorite mentors, John? It's a great question, brother. So what I learned early on, because I went to college on an Army scholarship. So when I graduated, I immediately became an officer in the U.S. Army. And when you're a second lieutenant, that's the lowest rank in the officer corps, you immediately get assigned a mentor. Now, that mentor is a first lieutenant who's typically 18 months ahead of you in ranking and, of course, experience. And it's not just nice to have, it's a must-have because you're in a life-and-death situation. I mean, I was in Iraq for 13 months as a tank platoon leader in charge of 16 men, four tanks in the desert, in a war. And if you don't have a mentor who's been there, who's done that, who can literally take you by the hand and say, this is how you do things because I've done it and this is how it's done right – that's life and death. Like death will occur if you don't have a great mentor. That's of course in the ultimate situation, which is combat and war. Now, of course, in other situations, it's not a hundred percent always life and death, of course, but it can be life and death of your business. It can be life and death of your baseball career. It can be life and death of your business career. And so it's so key that you find a mentor that fits the following phrase. Your mentor is somebody who's currently where you want to be. I wanted to be a successful officer in the U.S. Army. So my mentor was a successful officer in the U.S. Army. When I wanted to go and find um, and launch my podcast, and I wanted to find a mentor for myself to to launch this podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, 10 years ago, 3,000 episodes ago, 100 million listens ago. 3,000 ago? 3,000, brother. 100 million hit to here? 100 million listens to date. Yes. Wow. I, what did I do though? I went and I found a successful business podcast host. Okay. And she was able to guide me every step of the way because she knew it. She had been there. She had done that. And that's why I was able to replicate the process. Just like I'm sure for you in sports, you found somebody who was successful that was, you know, more experienced, more successful at that point to be your mentor. And that is such a key part in the process. So I love that you pulled that out, Jay. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about that, I can remember 19 years of age when I got drafted by the Padres. I go to my first spring training. I'm walking down by the batting cages and there's Tony Gwynn. Oh, Tony. And I'm sitting there, I'm walking up, you know, I'm kind of creeping up. I'm like, shit, what, what am I going to say? <laughs> and I get up, and here's what tripped me out, John. Tony Gwynn's sitting there with the batting tee. He's hitting off a batting tee. So one of the greatest hitters who I consider the greatest hitter of all time, he's sitting there hitting off the batting tee. And I go up to him and I say, Mr. Gwynn, Mr. Gwynn, can I ask you a question? Why are you hitting off a, off a tee? He goes, you don't have to call me Mr. Gwynn. I'm Tony. We're teammates. Yeah, I'm 19 <laughs> years old, right? He's been like my idol, you know, growing up. How old is he? I said, why are you hitting off a tee? He goes, because I master my mechanics. And I never stop mastering my mechanics so that it never becomes a matter of if I'm going to hit. It's just a matter of when I'm going to swing. (laughs) I was like. Yo, in podcasting, Jay, we call that a mic drop, but you just call that a bat drop in baseball. Drop the bat. Drop the bat, walk away. And then he goes to me, John, he goes, you know, and he told me something that changed everything for me. He goes, 
I'm going to give you one of my tips after this. I said, what is that? He goes, all you got to do is learn how to recognize the ball coming out of the pitcher's hand. He goes, most people are just looking and reacting. He says, I'm making sure that I know what pitch is coming. And I said, well, how you do that? He says, when the pitcher is about to take a step back, as soon as he steps back, he goes, I'm looking at his hat the entire time. But when he takes one step back, I take my eyes to an imaginary box if he's right-handed or left-handed. So if he's right-handed, I go to an imaginary box about like that. He goes, and I'm looking through that box. And he said, if you do this over and over and over again, if you practice kind of like your 3,000 podcasts that you've had, you do it over and over and over again, he says, this will become like this to you. He goes, and if you see those fingers behind the ball, that's a fastball. He says, if you can pitch it up on the side of the ball, that's a slider. If you see the fingers on top, that's a curveball. If you see it choke, that's a changeup. He goes, this is all about recognition. So, John, what would you say about recognizing opportunities with your new book? I, I see it as an opportunity. Like, everybody can slow it down. It's a, it's a 95 mile an hour fastball right down the middle. If people just hit it, they can hit it out of the park. That's how I see your book, by the way. I'm really so impressed by your book. Can you tell us how you feel about the recognition of opportunities and where people can go to get that book? Okay, so listen, brother. I love everything that you're saying here because it we're just speaking the same language here. I mean, success leaves clues. And you know the fact that you asked Tony Gwen the right questions allowed him to give you the right answers. You didn't go up to him and say, "Hey, what's the best club down here in San Diego where I can, you know, get all the ladies?" You said, "Like, hey, why are you hitting off of a tee?" Like, you asked the right questions, and that honestly is, is my point: is that when it comes to being an entrepreneur and a businessman or a businesswoman, you need to learn how to ask the right questions. Like somebody. Well, will you know, pay a lot of money to bring me on for a one-on-one -on -one coaching call. And they'll spend the entire time just asking the wrong questions. And it's got to a point, Jay, where I literally had to accept their coaching call, but then send them, hey, these are the questions I recommend that you ask, because it's going to be so helpful for you to at least help and guide them into what kind of questions they should be asking, the ways they should be thinking. So I love that you pulled out again, that chapter five, step five, which was the mentorship chapter. The one that I'll talk about specifically. My number, by the way, I was number five. Oh, look at that. Look at that. The one that I'll, I'll talk specifically about though, that, you know, came up for me when you were talking about the repetition, the repetition, picturing the box so you could see the hand, how the positioning was. That was chapter seven, step seven. This book's 71,000 words. The average chapter is 3,500 words. Chapter seven's 13,500 words. Ooh. The name of that chapter is Designing Your Content Production Plan. Now, Jay, listen, you don't get to do 3,000 interviews in a decade if your content production plan sucks. You don't get to 100 million listens. You don't get to 1.4 million listens. My podcast has been generating over $100,000 of net profit. We're not talking gross revenues, net profit every month for 91 months in a row, 91. So just like, just like Tony Gwen was so consistent and so persistent with his batting average and his hitting and everything that he did, like that's what I've done with my content production plan. It is putting 
in the reps. My content production plan was terrible. Let me write that down, by the way. 91 consecutive months. Of a net profit of over $100,000, 91 months in a row. And one thing that we do, Jay, we publish our income reports every single month on our website, eofire.com, because I know that success leaves clues. And I- What's the website? eofire.com. All right, I'm sorry about that. I want everybody- Yeah, no worries, because I know that success leaves clues, and I want my success to leave clues for people that come after me. I, I stood on the shoulders of giants, and I want people to learn from me as well, just like I've learned from others that have come before me, like the Les Browns of the world. I've learned so much from him on, you know, how to be a speaker, you know, how to present, how to laugh. You know, that guy's got the best laugh in the world. I mean, it is so contagious. You just can't help but love that guy. The first, not the second time, not the third time, the first time you hear him laugh. And it is just a magical thing. But listen, before I pass the mic back over to you, I'd love to know this. It's just a personal question. Tony Gwen the best hitter you've ever seen. Who's number two? I'll say Bonds, man. Bonds. For power and average. I mean, you know, you know, I know he's a controversial figure, but I'm talking pound for pound as far as what I've seen. Yeah. Bonds. I mean, this to is be able to have that discipline, to be able to get walk to have when you walk up, a lot of the times they're intentionally walking you. Right. So, so he has to be ready. And so for him to be ready when it's time to hit and to hit consistently. And again, I'm telling you, he, you know, everybody is tripped out about his attitude, you know, but man, when it comes time to perform, Bonds was just ridiculous. <laughs> That's good to know. I love that. That's good inside scoop. But you know, when I look back, you know, I've got a, uh, a platform now, it's a meditation app platform. And, um, it's called confidence tones.com confidence tones.com. And it's the daughter of a much larger app that's being built now with all of the stress that's been going on with the pandemic. Now, most people don't know that uh, the meditation world has gone to a whole new level and it's really stressed a lot of people out. So I'm really focused now. And I think what your book is going to do is really kind of help with this. You know, Plato said, the great philosopher said, give me a child until they're seven and I'll show you the man or the woman. And that always stuck out with me. Give me a child until they're seven. So I'm like, what is it about that? So when I went and studied that, you know, the formation of the human brain and the subconscious mind is really formed around zero to seven, but we don't have any input in zero to seven. I ask people all the time, what were you doing when you were two, two years old? They're like, huh? So from zero to seven, we don't have any input. The first two years, your brain waves are operating at Delta. And then from two to seven, your brain waves are operating at theta. So my son, who's almost six, he'll be six uh, this month, uh, he speaks two languages. So my wife was from Colombia. And so he speaks Spanish and English all throughout the day, all day. He goes in between languages, no problem, because his brain's in theta, kind of like a hypnotic state. The point I'm making with this is that if we can help remap the programming. So a lot of folks are walking around in their bodies and their subconscious mind are from what's happened from zero to seven. So when we have a book like yours to be able to help folks with their subconscious programming, is there anything you could say about your book, about your teaching, about your site? Because the repetition and the consistency of what you've done, people don't know what they're doing out there these days. And, and it's really not their fault, John. Is there any advice you could give on that? Listen, 
I am a big believer in meditation. I have a morning routine that literally is the reason why I'm able to stay as consistent as I am to produce the 3000 episodes I've done over the past decade to continue to, you know, create content and do the things that I want to do. I'm not going to go into super detail, but I just real quick, you know, I'm out every morning. First thing I'm walking my dog in the blue sky to get my cortisol level spiking, you know, when the sun's coming up and, you know, then I'm going to my gym, I'm lifting, I'm lifting weights with my trainer to, to, to actually lift heavy things. I'm in my sauna. I have an infrared sauna that I spend 30 minutes in. I actually have a plunge pool that's coming in two weeks, which I'm really excited about. I'm adding that to the equation, which is going to be a lot of fun. But after I'm done with my sauna, I go out to my pool and I do three things. I journal for 20 minutes to get stuff out of my brain and onto a piece of paper. Then I meditate for 15 minutes because I love now that I have a clear mind to meditate, to get into those waves that you're talking about. And then I read a book and typically it's a business book that I, I really find, you know, intriguing or something um, along those lines while I'm kind of laying out, relaxing in the morning. And that morning routine is so critical. And so few people are filling up their cup, are filling up themselves in the morning. Instead, they're doing what I call OPP. They wake up in the morning, other people's problems. They are opening their email they're getting bombarded with this problem, that problem, that problem. Already their day's junk because they're already just thinking about all the problems in the Turn world. Turning on the news. They're turning on the news. They're going into Instagram. They're going on different social media apps. And they're seeing all the stuff that other people are doing that other people have as problems. What about you? Like, what about you, the individual? And that's why I love what you're doing with Confidence Tones. I love, you know, the, the just putting the thought into people's brains on the impact that you can have on your child from seven and before. Cause I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard parents say, well, they don't remember anything till they're seven. So, you know, I can do whatever I want and it's not going to affect them. Oh yes, it is. And to know that that's because otherwise they're setting their, ch- their children up for a lot tougher road than they otherwise could be. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, this is a, uh been a blessing, you know, to get that routine. Matter of fact, we're getting you on the Confidence Tones platform. Our staff is going to send you over VIP access just to see what you think. You know, we want to know what John Lee Dumas, since he's already in that world, I am love to see how you feel about these tones, man. I do every day. I wake up in the morning, I grab my headphone. I'm like you. I wake up every morning. People say, what do you do to stay completely motivated? I'm like, I control. I command my brain. Yes. Before I do anything else. So I put my headphones on, I got my meditations. Like right now we got one called Elevate because I'm doing a lot of business. I know that I need to have my energy up. I gotta have my creativity. So I'm putting those incredible theta waves right through my brain first thing in the morning. We got beautiful music that that just soothes you. So John, thank you for the contribution you're making right now. We have an orphanage school in Kenya, Africa. I've been uh, running that school for over 10 years. Dr. Amos Abuga, he's there now. We have up to 370 orphans every month, eight teachers, full school program. I'm going to definitely have them do a video and send that over to you, just thanking you for your contribution that you're making because we're going to put your book over in the school and have our teachers teach from some of your books to the orphans. I don't know how you feel that about that, happy. but I want to, I want to share. I everything. feel on top of the world. Like there's some causes that are near and dear to my heart. And one of them is a, um, one called pencils of promise and they build schools in developing countries, Laos, Cambodia, Guatemala. 
And we've built multiple schools over the past 10 years. And we actually went down to Guatemala two years ago for the ribbon cutting ceremony of the school that we built with our donation. And just seeing the children, the teachers, the education that we were gifting to these kids that otherwise would have had no access because they weren't within 200 miles of a school. And now there was one and it was such a rewarding experience. So I love what you're doing, brother. All right, man. Well, we appreciate this time. We know you got all kind of folks to keep talking to because listen, he's only got over a hundred million people's listening. So I'm sure the next hundred million can't wait to hear from you too. <laughs> it's been a blessing, man. Been an honor to be able to share this space with you, John. I appreciate you so much for the time you shared. Before you go, how can people get the book? Can you give them some clear directions? I know that I, I think there's some some promotional opportunities too for people to get the book. Book is this that correct? Book good. It smells good, just so you know. Um, this book, this is a decade of my life dialed down into 273 pages. That's the power of books. You know, for what turns out to be a very small investment, you are literally getting a decade of me interviewing 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs on Entrepreneurs on Fire. Their learnings, their knowledge, their value, all compressed into these pages. And this book is live to the world on March 23rd. But if you pre-order before March 23rd, you get five insane bonuses. And I mean insane bonuses. I told you I was a big journaler. I actually have created three journals of my own, the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, and the Podcast Journal. And you get all three of these journals for free. You also get four other insanely awesome bonuses when you head over to UncommonSuccessBook.com, UncommonSuccessBook.com, you'll see endorsements for the book from Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel, um, Seth Godin, Eric Mandy, Dory Clark. You'll get the first chapter for free, so you can kind of read and see my writing style. Um, you'll see all five bonuses listed out there, UncommonSuccessBook.com. All right, man. Everybody go grab that book. I know I've got my book that I'm getting. And I'm going to have all of my folks get it. And it's going to be over in the orphanage school so they can go teach these kids how to be entrepreneurs. I know that's what you believe in. Thank you for this space. John Lee Dumas, everybody. You're the man, Jay. All right. Awesome. It's all about you. <laughs> <laughs>